0: Thank you for downloading and happiness. Dare to be happy. We are two curious friends that want to explore what makes
1: us happy. In each episode, we will take a topic in alphabetical order and discuss how it relates to and impacts happiness.
0: We'll live the experience of each concept through a dare, that we set each other, and then talk about how it affected
1: our happiness. As well as diving into psychological theories and evidence which supports or contradicts our personal experiences.
0: In other words, in this show, psychology meets play.
1: I'm Kitty Newman, Director of Trapeze Media, a digital marketing agency that leads with social. My company philosophy is based on the importance of play in all our lives and how important it is to be happy at work. I have been obsessed with the circus for a few years, hence the name Trapeze Media, and making time for things like handstands and aerial in amongst the day-to-day challenges that come with running a successful business makes me happy
0: my name is Claudia Mitura I'm a work psychologist and learning and development specialist with a purpose to boost happiness in the workplace I love experimenting and applying scientific research on happiness to my daily ups and downs or just to prove my other half wrong I also like to look for happiness in unusual places so I won't shy away from diving with sharks or starring in a pantomime sometimes this gets me in trouble
1: Hi, Claudia. Hi, Kitty. How are you? I'm very well. I am very excited to talk about questions and happiness. Me too. It's all about the power of a good questions.
0: And that's what our there was. This week we needed to ask three people some powerful questions and really what I mean by powerful questions that they were thought-provoking, invited us to reflect and look deeper into our
1: happiness. So how did it go for you, Kitty? I really like this dare. I think it made me realise that I am quite inquisitive naturally anyway and I think that a lot of the things that I'm good at I'm good at because I like to ask questions in work and in personal life too. All the things that I enjoy, I suppose. Yeah, I would definitely say, Kitty, that you're a very curious person, which is very nice. Yeah, I was registering the different ways of asking questions to get more in-depth responses and actually a lot of my experience with work my first like proper job was in sales in a call center and we're taught in sales about how to ask questions that bring out as much information from the other person as possible so that you can then reflect back what they've said to make a sale and actually those sorts of techniques are really great to use within conversations with friends and family too To get as much information from them as possible. Absolutely. And did you ask any specific questions that caused people to reflect? There was one particular moment where we had a family dinner and my dad was in the kitchen. My dad's very fun, always the kind of joker and life of the party, which means you can't necessarily always get that level deeper, but we all get on really well. But there was this time where he was making a cup of coffee, put the kettle on, and I was in the kitchen and there was no one else around. I thought, okay, this is a really good time to ask a question to my dad. And my sister's just had a baby. So I asked him how he feels being a grandma And he sort of brushed it off, didn't really say very much. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to ask another question. And I said, what did it feel like picking my sister up from the hospital with the baby? And he said something a little bit more in depth. And then I asked him, how did it feel bringing us to his dad, to my grandpa? And it was at that point where we started having a really great conversation about how it felt for him bringing us home as babies to meet my grandpa, how that made him feel. And suddenly we were having this really amazing conversation. And then later on, I said to my sister, oh, I had a really nice chat with dad in the kitchen. And she's like, oh yeah, I was listening. She was actually in the corridor listening. So me and my dad had this really nice conversation. But actually, I probably wouldn't have pushed so much if we hadn't had the dare and I didn't have it on my mind to really ask questions and go that bit deeper.
0: Yeah, I can really relate to that. I also had this experience this week that when I was asking powerful questions, I've ended up having really interesting conversations with the people around me. And I really felt like I socially bonded with people and that really made me happy. We had family chat on Skype and the question that I was asking was simple, but also thought-provoking. So I had, if you could be a superhero, which one would you be and why? So it was a playful question, but still quite interesting. And really you could see people per- personalities shining through the question. And another question which I really liked this week was what did you learn this week and how are you going to use it?
1: That's quite nice because it's reflective of your recent experience rather than something too big or just fun. And I think that's another aspect that the powerful questions also
0: encourage us and other people to self-reflect of what's happening to us. And I found that also very interesting because people were coming up with lots of interesting information that they've learned, books that they read, movies that they've seen. And it was such a simple question and then suddenly really in-depth discussion around all these interesting things that we are experiencing in life. So just to refer to research very quickly, questions are very important for social bonding. So this was quite interesting that there is a social psychology researcher, Arthur Aron, and he tested and curated the list of 36 questions that, according to him, bring two people closer together because they are establishing intimacy. How amazing
1: is that? Claudia, I know this study because me and my friend Amy, we heard about this we heard that it was going to make you fall in love with the other person. And we thought, right, let's go on a date night. And it was the best night ever. Well, I say ever. And also I can't speak for Amy, but we both agreed. We had such an amazing dinner together and we asked each other these 36 questions. And then at the end, when you're meant to stare into each other's eyes and then you fall in love, we didn't do the staring each other's eyes because we were nervous. We might fall in love with each other, ruin our friendship (laughs) of the last 15 years. (laughs) But yeah, asking these questions were so brilliant because they started quite light and then they got harder and deeper and then you're finding out all these things. I've known Amy most of my life and you're going to this space and finding out all of these things about the other person and it really did bring us closer together.
0: Yes, I think powerful questions in relationships can really help us to build better, more intimate connections. And then another part of the questions on happiness is that they're encouraging us to self-reflect. And Daniel Goleman, who is an expert on emotional intelligence, in his research, he stresses that in order for us to develop a holistic emotional intelligence, we need to have ability to self-reflect and question our experiences. And this is because when without self-reflection, we cannot recognize and regulate our emotions and there is also no room for self-improvement so that ability to pause a question and self-reflect is very important and a powerful questions can help us to do that so kitty my question is then to you what are those powerful questions
1: Well, for me, it's something that's not a yes or no answer because you don't get any information from that. So it would be something starting with what, why, or how, or when, and then the question that follows that will lead the person you're asking to give a bit more information and detail on what they're talking about. I guess that's not powerful, is it? That's a leading question. And the powerful bit, well, I think any question can be powerful depending on the context, even just like, well, how do you feel about that? could be quite big if somebody's in the space to kind of really go into that. That's a very powerful question. I guess it's also giving the other person some power to put their perspective on the situation. Because actually one of the things that came up for me was when people try and guess what the other person is going to say. It takes away the power from the other person. Yeah, it's
0: true. And I think that's the point. Like if someone is asking us a question and it's a honest question, I mean, in a sense that they are. Really trying to find out more information. They truly trying to understand more about us. We can feel that. But if someone is just asking a question because they feel they're supposed to, but they're not interested in the answer, you're right. They'll be guessing what you're trying to say. They won't be necessarily listening. And that actually can damage the social relationship because you're right. You feel that they're taking that power away from you. And also that they're being dishonest with you. They're asking you something, but They
1: don't really care what are you going to say. I saw that play out actually one of my notes I wrote on a group on a Zoom. And one of the people on the Zoom was struggling with something. One of the other people in the group was just giving their opinion and their solutions to this person's problem without asking any questions. And they have no idea who this person is we'd never met each other before and i just thought that advice might be very helpful to this person but it might be a complete waste of time and we've spent 5 minutes hearing your response but you haven't asked enough questions to really understand where this person was coming from and i was putting myself in the position of that person and was feeling like very distant and separate and like frustrated with this kind of dynamic so i could see that playing out this kind of taking away the power by not asking enough questions
0: I agree. I think the most powerful and the most useful advice ever given to me was through the conversations of another person asking me the right questions rather than the person like pushing their information, their advice, their experience onto me. That was the most useful conversations when someone was really asking the right questions. And I was able to work through the problem or a challenge step by step in my head. Now, of course, there are situations when I would ask someone, what would you do? But I think even Even that, I mean, it's so difficult to provide advice when we're not that person and we don't perceive things through their eyes and we're not having the same level of experience and skills. And you're right, when people try to give me an advice, when I sometimes haven't even really asked for it, I found it really frustrating and I found it quite disconnecting. But organizational psychologist Tasha Yurish, she actually has spent last four years researching what it truly really means to be self-aware. And by chance, really, she stumbled upon this discovery of powerful questions, and she actually gives very clear advice that we should be asking what not why when we reflecting. So her research shows that why questions trap us in negative thoughts and we starting over analyzing a current situation, whereas the what questions help us to move forward and concentrate on future actions. So she's, for instance, giving an example of, let's say you have a tricky relationship with your boss at work and your boss is giving you quite poor performance review. And you don't really agree with that. But instead of asking, why are we so different? Why we cannot work together? Why the person gave me that score? She says we should be really asking, what can I do now to show my boss that I'm the best person for that job? The what questions can really bring us closer to being happy and to look into the future and concentrate and give us power to think what can I do rather than overanalyzing it why something is the way it is currently.
1: You take hold of it more it's more like an action than a reflection so you can move it forward. Yes but I think the insights behind her research
0: is that the right question can help us to shift our mindset and start thinking about what's happening to us in a different way and hopefully discover some information that can help us to be happier. <laughs> There is another very interesting piece of work by Dr. Dan Diamond, who has over 30 years of disaster management experience, leading teams under very high pressure. And he started his research with a question, why is it that some people don't become victims, even when they are in an awful situation and lost everything? And he developed a model of four different types of mindset. We all have those mindsets. We'll be moving between them. And the model is based on two dimensions. So power, whether you feel powerful or powerless. And purpose, is it about you? So you want to take something or is it about others? You want to give something. And they are then four mindsets. Are you listening, Kitty? Because you know there'll be a quiz at the end. Okay. Power, purpose. Got it. So four mindsets, okay? And the example for each of the mindset, Dr. Dan Diamond was giving when he would work in the situations of, you know, natural disasters. People have just literally lost everything. So the first one is the victim, which is I'm powerless and it's all about me. So it's, I lost everything right now. Can someone come and help me and sort out alternative life for me? Bystander mindset is where we would be saying, well, can someone come here, please, and help those people? We recognize that people need help, but we feel we are powerless to do that. The controller is, oh, I have a power, but I'm going to take care of myself. So I'm going to steal things from people because it's so chaotic in that situation that people are not paying attention to their belongings. And the driver mindset is the mindset when people would feel, I have the power, what can I do to help? What can I do to make the situation better? And he says that if we can ask the right questions, we can move ourselves to the mindset where we feel powerful and we can concentrate on helping and supporting other people. In order to do that, we can ask two questions. Am I going to be powerful or powerless in this situation? Am I going to be a giver or a taker? How do you feel about that,
1: Kitty? Can you see that applying in our daily life? Yeah, I can. I think it's quite a big concept for me to get my head around. But yeah, I can see how those different elements come into it and asking yourself the question to sort of understand what direction you want to take and take the power.
0: And what mindset you want to adopt and can that mindset help you to move towards happiness? questions are thought-provoking, which means that they invite us to reflect and look deeper into our happiness. They're very important for social connection and building intimacy. I mean, Kitty, you even tried the 36 questions. Questions also help us to self-reflect and they're very much crucial for developing our emotional intelligence. What questions, according to research, are more powerful because they help us to move forward and concentrate on positive actions rather than why questions, which trap us in the negative thoughts and us kind of spiraling and overanalyzing. And also right question can help us to shift our mindset. So Dr. Dan Diamond speaks about four different types of mindset. And we can ask specific questions to try to shift between them. Kitty, a big quiz question for you as always. Do you remember the four mindset? Here we go.
1: (laughs) I have tried so hard to remember these when you were talking that I completely didn't really understand them. So I should be able to remember them. The victim, the thriver. Bystander and controller. Bystander and controller. Okay, i got two. You got two.
0: Well done, you. And do you remember the two simple questions that we can ask
1: to try to move ourselves into a more happy mindset? Do you want to be powerful or powerless? And are you giving or taking?
0: Woohoo! Smashed it, Kitty!
1: I'd call that four out of six.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic. So yes, questions can be very interesting for our happiness and we definitely love that we're there. So we do encourage you to ask more questions, whether yourself and other people, to build that social connection and reflect.
1: Also, it's great if you um, haven't got anything to say. If you want to have a quiet day, just ask a load of questions and let other people do the work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great advice, Kitty. (laughs)
1: R is next week, Claudia. That's how the alphabet works. R comes after Q. (laughs) And we'll be speaking about resilience. Yes, very powerful. So this week, Claudia, we are going to reflect on past experiences where we've had to be resilient and think about what tools we employed within ourselves to enable us to be resilient. Absolutely. So
0: we'll be continuing with the topic of self-reflection using some of the questions from the last dare, but we'll be looking specifically into resilience and how we can maybe implement those tools that we have identified into our
1: daily challenges. I can't wait, actually. I think this is going to be very interesting. I love the dares where we do reflection because it's nice to think about where we've come from. And also I think it would be nice to see how strong we are now or not. Absolutely,
0: Kitty. And to be honest, resilience is such a wide topic that we'll have a special guest to add to our discussion. Yay! Sarah Metcalf will be joining us, who is a Chief Happiness Officer at Happy Coffee Consulting and the brains behind the Global Online Summit on Happiness at Work. And you know, Kitty, I'm really hoping that together with Sarah, we'll be able to share some very practical resilience tools with our listeners.
1: Definitely. Well, we dare you all to take part too. What I've been loving recently, Claudia, actually, is some of our listeners messaging how they have been experiencing the dares. So we're getting lots of comments on Instagram and on WhatsApp. So everyone follow us and Happiness Official as our Instagram account and um, check out our website where there's a downloadable top 10 of the first 10 episodes, practical advice on how to implement some of these learnings during the podcast. We'll see you next week and we dare you to be happy.
0: Yes, we dare you to be happy. Have a fantastic, resilient week. Bye.